0: What is up, my possums? Welcome to Offensive Points, brought to you by IDP+. Plus, Guys, we are digging the rebrand, but just as a refresher on how to find the team, we are on X at IDPGuys and still at IDPGuys.org, although there is a sweet, sweet redesign of the website featuring some Honolulu blue and white. It's kind of weird the Lions fan designed it, right? But hey, go Lions, and it ties in perfectly with the season. You can also sample our wares by buying the season-long fantasy subscription to help you navigate the playoffs. Use promo code BLITZ on the website, and then also hit subscribe on YouTube to get alerts for all the great shows that the team has to offer. Remember, folks, we live it so you can win it. So on to offensive points things. Josh is out today, so you're going to be riding with Billy and I as we rank our top 12 Dynasty running backs that we are trying to acquire as soon as that trade deadline unlocks. So follow Billy at Ombre Bender and myself at OP Joe with two E's. Follow the show at Offensive Points. Billy, it feels good to be back with you and the Passel. How have you been, buddy? I've been doing
1: well, Joe, and I just wanted to show off my possum shirt that I'm wearing to those on YouTube audience. You can go to the website and get and I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube shop that you can just click the button right here and go get the shirt. They are good fabric, good quality, love wearing it. It's my favorite kind of just chill out or, you know, wear out to a bar kind of shirt because it's quite the statement piece. So just wanted to flex this kind of merch. But we've been doing well, Joe. We've been doing, uh, you know, quarterbacks running or wide receivers. We missed you. Um, I've, heard, I've heard that you have some notes that you would like to give out from the past two uh, position groups that you missed. So, Joe, just let us have it. Let, what
0: are the notes that you have that we needed to get out in this podcast? Okay, well, the quarterback one, you, you guys did pretty solid. I hate quarterback position in fantasy. So I'll just let you guys have that one. But the wide receivers, which is, you know, I consider it my specialty in fantasy football, is the wide receiver position, and I really need to dive into that show. Uh, number one, I do not think that CD Lamb is the best wide receiver in the league. I just think that he is the best quarterback situation with Dak and plays a role that can never really be phased out, even if they have a huge lead. So, yes, I had CD Lamb as my number one wide receiver. Josh said that I think he's the number one wide receiver in the league. That is wrong. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league, but he has no quarterback. We didn't
1: have any context for it, so we just were going off what you did with the no you know with the ranking. So okay, that makes sense.
0: That that's what I expected you to say. That's fine. That's fine. Number two, I do not hate AJ Brown, and I still it have feels him as like a top five. I, I still have him as the top five dynasty wide receiver, man. I just think that Jalen Hurts is a really good fantasy football option by himself and a much better real-life quarterback than one for your fantasy wide receivers. Also, if Devonta was not there, I would have him higher in my ranks. That That's fair. Okay. I, I, have, a jer- I have a shirt that says Jalen Hurts is good. I truthfully believe he is awesome, but if he's going to run two and three in a game, that's taken away from your wide receiver. So, that's right. true. That's true. Okay. The one I have a real problem with, buddy, is the one where you said, quote, Homeristic is how to put that. Cause I had DJ Moore at number six. So DJ Moore, weeks one through five and 10 through 14, full games with Justin Fields. He has averaged okay. 24.125 points per game. That puts him only behind Tyreek Hill, who had 26.1 points per game. Keenan Allen is the next person on that list at 22.2, and CeeDee Lamb is 22.1. So when he plays a full game with Justin Fields, he's two points higher than Keenan Allen or CeeDee Lamb per game. Now, if you take out that 57-point game in Week 5 that Josh loves to bring up, he's still at 19.75 PPR points per game, which puts him at sixth between A.J. Brown and Jamar Chase. Going further and subtracting the Week 1 game, where he had two receptions for 24 yards. So we're going to take the high and the low out of the equation. You have a six-game sample of 22 points per game, which puts him at fourth on the list. DJ Moore with Justin Fields Mm -hmm. is elite. So maybe six was high, but I just think he belongs in the discussion for a top ten. Okay. I mean,
1: I, I give you this. Maybe we didn't have him high enough. Maybe he should have been in the, like, 12 to 11 range. Maybe you could buy me on that. My problem is we don't know a who the quarterback is going to be next year. We don't know that it's going to be fields. We hope that they're going to give fields another chance, but we don't know that for sure. And then if we're going to bank him on a rookie, like how many times do we go down this road where we're just banking on him being good with a rookie? I just, I don't know. I, it, there's just too much in flux for me to trust him, Joe. I know this season he's having a hell of a season, but next yeah. season,
0: it could. be opposite. I don't know. We've we've said our whole offensive points career and even before that, that if DJ Moore had a quarterback, everyone tried to put him as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver, and then when he's actually putting up top 10 numbers, we just want to bail on him. I think it's a mistake.
1: Okay. Fair enough. We just the thought it the way was Ryan like, Poles came been out, out of nowhere.
0: He's not going anywhere. So
1: Okay. I trust you. I just yeah. like... Marvin Harrison gets dropped on this team. Oh yeah, that's that's There's, an if. But it's, if Marvin
0: Harrison goes to any team of any player we have on this list, it would it would tank their value immediately. Well, fair, so. but I don't think other teams would take him. I think the Bears might, though.
1: Okay, I mean those That'll are solid. Be. Those are solid complaints. I get it. I understand. Yeah. I think, um, I, just, I, guy I, think anymore, I just had to defend
0: myself a little bit because I was hearing some attacks. I wouldn't expect any less from a Bears fan, Joe. That's just what I'm saying. That's what i mean. I'm here to do. I wouldn't expect anything less than the Eagles fan to have two top 12 wide receivers on that fucking team, which is a paper I, tiger. I didn't, I didn't do sorts. that by the way. <laughs> I just did AJ Brown. I
1: did not do what he did and he fudged the numbers to make Devonte Smith go higher. I do agree. That did happen. Um, it's a little behind the scenes for everybody watching out there. I just want okay.
0: to see if Josh listens to this Billy really quick. So there's been That's a lot funny. of talk about the lions being paper tigers. I think the Eagles yeah. are the ultimate paper tiger. At You're this stage running. of the season.
1: No, Joe, there was a moment in that Eagles Cowboys game where the Eagles had given up eight straight touchdowns where I'm just like, Josh, what are we doing here? Like, what what happens from here? And he's like, We're fine, we're fine. I was
0: like, Okay. It was glorious right. being
1: on the other end of that text thread. I was, was just like, <laughs> it was <laughs> it didn't feel fine watching. Um, but okay. All right. Well, today we're here to talk about running backs. We are here to do the top 12 running backs. I love that Joe has missed the wide receiver episode, which is his literally favorite position to talk about. And we're going to talk about running backs today, which Joe likes running backs. It's just not his favorite position to rank in the world. But you know what? We're both happy to be here. We're both happy to give our guys. um, So we'll just start at the top and we're going to work our way down until we, you know, we got 22 listed here, but we'll kind of fudge around at the end. But we'll just do the number one running back we have in Dynasty right now. It should be no surprise. Thank God Josh isn't here to rain on all of our parades, but the number one running back we have listed is B. John Robinson. Joe, kick us off. What what do we love
0: about B. John Robinson right now? Well, we love his age for Dynasty. Um, We love the talent coming out of Texas, and we didn't like Arthur Smith halfway through the season, but now Arthur Smith is starting to realize where his money is made and using B. John Robinson. There's nothing to not like about this guy. I mean, he's catching the ball. He's running. The Falcons, I think, are going to get better. I mean, they're going to get a quarterback on this team at some point, which will make them even better. The defense is playing awesome, so we could be seeing some old-school ball where Bijan just be running out the clock.
1: Yeah, and look, there's like five good quarterbacks in this draft alone, not to mention next season. There's also some decent quarterbacks coming out. Um, they got to pick somebody up. Listen, we cannot do this Ritter thing again. He's one of the statistically the worst quarterbacks in the league. They have benched him once this season. Um, it's kind of banging his head, banging your head against the wall to keep going and doing this every single weekend and week out. But th- look, this is just the time. We got uh, B. John Robinson. We've got Kyle Pitts. We got Drake London. It's time to get an actual person that can throw the ball in there and make this team even more explosive than it already is. So, Yeah, I'm excited. The future is very, very bright in Atlanta for Bijan, and we're not worried about Tyler Algier or the Cordero Pattersons who are going to go off into obscurity. Bijan Robinson is going to be the top back. One of of these next two years, he's going to finish as RB1.
0: I have no doubt about that in my mind. Yeah, he's a very safe option, and I would be trying to acquire him immediately. For sure. And by the way, for
1: everyone out there, Josh had him at three because he does not like young players. And that's probably not the best thing to do for a wider or for a dynasty show. So on a number two, um, it was a cons- almost consensus number two, except for you, Christian McCaffrey. So while you had him a little bit lower, I will start out. Christian McCaffrey is in the Kyle Shanahan offense. He's not going. He is getting a little older. I get it. The age is still a little problematic, but he's got at least two or three good years left in him. He is a pass catching back. I do think that we're not going to see anything decline from him barring injury like that is literally the only thing that's going to stop Christian McCaffrey. I think Kyle Shanahan loves this toy and he's going to keep using it as long as he can. And until they go out and get a running back that actually threatens him as far as touches go, I don't think there's anything to worry about. And he is um, a guy that you're going to want to acquire if he's even available. I think the price tag is a little bit too high, but look, he's going to get you points. If somebody's wanting to get off of his age Buy in if they're willing to give him for anything
0: cheap. Yeah, and I think that's the way you make that trade is play the age card because, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is phenomenal. He's, I mean, everyone in the playoffs seems to have Christian McCaffrey, at least on one of their teams. So get Christian McCaffrey. I had him at three, guys, just, you know, two. They <laughs> had him at two, I had him at three. So I wasn't real low on him, but, uh, but yeah, I, just no, I completely wrestling. agree. I don't even have an argument. Christian McCaffrey is awesome. Okay. Everybody out there, you know Christian McCaffrey. He's been around for a
1: long time. So let's get on to a kind of newer face in the league. He is our number three running back this season, and that is thanks to Josh and only Josh, and that is Brees Hall. So without Josh here to just completely gloat about Brees Hall, we will kind of fill in the gaps of why he would be number three. Spoiler alert, me and Joe had him at number four, so it's not that big of a, a difference. But still, uh Joe, what do you what
0: do you like most about Brees Hall right now? I love Brees Hall because every time he touches the ball, he could go completely home run every time. And that's what we saw before he got hurt last year, which was incredible. And we all thought the injury was gonna you know slow him down a little bit. He came back. Week one, we saw that same thing. I think he had a 60-yard touchdown. Now he has been pretty big play dependent as of late when he wasn't getting those long touchdowns he wasn't putting up a ton of points for you but it looks like they're starting to use him in the passing game more we love the explosiveness and you know just like we said about Bijan if Rodgers is the quarterback there next year or you know whatever happens someone else comes in he's he's due for better days
1: yeah, I mean, let, let's just be honest. The workload is there. We thought when they brought in Dalvin Cook that that was going to make a big difference, 50-50 split, 60-40, something like that. Hasn't happened even a little bit. There's nobody behind him that's threatening him. They're all just backups on a team like this, and yeah, so I'm I'm not worried about this at all, and I think with Aaron Rodgers, he's only going to be better because the field – the the team will be on the field longer, which the drives will sustain longer, which gives him more chances at getting catches, getting touches, um, and just overall boosting his value. Whereas to this porous offense, you're kind of getting you know, the C-plus version when you know
0: that he could be an A. Yeah. No, exactly right. And the one thing I have a little bit of trepidation on is the Dalvin Cook thing, actually, because Rogers wanted Dalvin Cook there. And Robert Sala signed off on it. And even before Rodgers got there, they were involving Michael Carter and whoever else they could put on the field. So it doesn't seem to me that we're ever gonna see Brees in a you know the Bell Cow of late role. I do think they'll probably bring someone else in or resign Dalvin if Rodgers is adamant about it. But Brees Hall's awesome. So I can fault Josh at having it at one. I can't fault us at having him at three. I I think
1: three's more realistic than one, but whatever. I, I get it. Um, yeah, I get it. has too. been in the pudding. Um, All right. On to number four. I will let you take this one, and that is Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. I have him way lower than everybody else, so I'll get to my in a second. But, Joe, go ahead. You had him at number two, but he ended up being at four
0: on our list, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this one is kind of weird. Josh, has him at five. You have him at seven. I have him at two. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor got his contract, so he's tied up long-term. We know the Colts' offensive line is going to be really good, and I do like Anthony Richardson for Jonathan Taylor. I get the whole, you know, rushing quarterback's can steal goal line work from him, but I think it opens up a lot for him, too. Now, we saw Jonathan Taylor come <laughs> out as a rookie and just be a missile for your team. He'd just drop points all the time, and then we saw – year two where he struggled a little bit. And then this year, obviously we had the contract thing. We had the injuries, but when he came back, he picked up right where he left off in year one and looked really good. So I don't I just feel very comfortable having Jonathan Taylor on my team. I don't think there is a whole lot of question marks unless we see or say something stupid again, which is always possible.
1: Sure. Well, I'll tell you why I had him at seven. Um, it's quarterback. I, I just think Anthony Richardson is going to snipe touchdowns in the future. Um, I think that overall, it kind of lowers his value. The fact that Anthony Richardson still, I mean, his growth is completely stunted not being able to play the rest of the season. Um, and while it's, it's his arm that's taken the beating, it's not his legs, Anthony Richardson. Um, I do think that he's going to need some work as a passer. So check down, still going to need some work. Um, I, I don't know. I just think this offense, if I knew it was going to be Garner Minshew from here on out is wild as that is, I think I'd be more comfortable with him higher. But with it being Anthony Richardson, I think there's still a bit of a wild card aspect. And while maybe seven is a little too low because he does have a proven track record and he's on a deal that you know he just signed, um, pretty expensive one at that. I, I don't know. I just have a little
0: bit of trepidation, just a smidge more. Yeah. Um, with him. And I understand your argument completely. I think, you know, we could be seeing like a Vic shady thing here
1: where, uh, yeah, yeah know,
0: that's true. Jonathan Taylor just gets more open running lanes. But I mean, I
1: hope that's what it is. I honestly hope that's what it is. I really do. Um, yeah. I hope it's more right. of that than the Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders nonsense um, that <laughs> Shane Steichen ran
0: two years ago. So let's hope it's. The the Vic Shady McCoy stuff. Um uh, sure. gave Taylor that much money, he's gonna run his ass into the ground. It feels like it,
1: it really does feel like it, but um, yeah, we'll see. I maybe I maybe seven's a little bit too low. Okay, um, on to number five on our list, and this is a I guess a controversial one. Um, I didn't think it was, but I guess it is. Um, and we have Jameer Gibbs, uh, the rookie for the Detroit Lions. You and Josh had him at four. I had him at ten. Uh, which way do you want to tackle this, Joe?
0: I want you to. I want you to go first.
1: Okay, my my argument is pretty plain and simple. David Montgomery exists. He's on a three to four year deal. Um, I think that he has been playing really, really well. It really wasn't until the injury happened that Jameer Gibbs started to get his workload upped and. I mean, even when he came back, it's still kind of a 50-50 situation. You never know who's going to get the touchdown. I just think this is going to be a two-headed monster, at least for two more years, and I don't want any part of that as my top five running back. I really
0: don't. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I agree with you there. Um, The Montgomery thing, you know, we saw once he got injured initially when they switched, but he's battled injuries kind of throughout his career here and there and everything. They don't have a top 12 draft pick tied into him. Uh, I do think Montgomery is very valuable, and he's going to continue to be used in an awesome role, but we know that when the Lions need to score points, Jameer Gibbs is going to be on the field. We've seen a lot of games where they were had a positive game script. They were ahead, and why wouldn't you just run Monty out there? But I think what you're going to end up seeing is that starting, and we're starting to see a little bit. You know, They were down against the Bears. Who was in there was Jameer Gibbs and stuff, so I think that Jameer Gibbs gives you the big play potential. He He's one of those guys that does not have to touch the ball 15, 17, 18 times to get you your nut in fantasy. And that's what we want him for. So I love the talent. I love the future outlook of Jameer Gibbs. And I think the lions are starting to understand that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, listen, it's it, you know, we'll get to David Montgomery here in a second. We think both of these guys are going to be super relevant in this offense. So anybody out here who's thinking that like, Oh, the opposite, you know, could be – we both – we think both. If you have both, you're good. Like, there's no problem with that. You don't have to trade one away or try to pick between. You've got two really good guys here, and that's a very special thing to have. Not a lot of backfields can uh, attest to that. Yeah, we so. essentially
0: have the same rankings. It's just that you're flipped on Montgomery.
1: It, exactly. That's <laughs> that's
0: really all that is.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get to number six. That is Travis Etienne. Um, Josh had him at six, I had him at five, you had him at eight. I think all these are about fine. Um, I had him the highest, which I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think that he has just kind of solidified himself as the number one part in this backfield. And I think he might be end up being the only the number one weapon on this team when it's all said and done. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are still ascending. I still don't think they've reached their potential. I thought they could be one of the best off like top three offense in the league this year, just based on the weapons they have, they haven't even touched that. So I don't know, maybe they get a new guy in there that can, that can actually run this offense better than it's been running. But I just, I don't know. I just think that he is
0: going to be a top five guy for a couple of years here, at least. No, for sure. And I'm not going to argue with you much on that one. The only thing I wish we knew more about this injury that he's been fighting because, It kind of has like Najee Harris-esque things where they finally came out and said he had a Liz Frank because they're taking him off the field in a lot of situations. Like when they need the points, he's in there, but we're seeing a lot of Dearness Johnson. I think that his workload is more of an indication of how bad Tank Bigsby has been less than they want to give him a 100% workload. So, yeah, I could see them bringing someone in, but we know he's got the talent. He's awesome, so I'm not going to hate on it too much.
1: Well, um, and then Bigsby, we kind of had this thought that could happen of like he is kind of unpolished, he is a little raw, um, and he might take a year or two to kind of get the NFL game under his belt a little bit. So it's kind of playing, King Bigsby's kind of playing out exactly why he dropped to the third round and kind of how we thought it would play out. So I don't, you know, maybe a two years from now, Tanks Bigsby's a little bit more involved, and Dearness Johnson
0: isn't on the team, or for whatever reason. But I don't know. I just think Travis Etienne is going to be good
1: here for a little bit. Yeah.
0: No, he's awesome. And I would tell people to go get Tank Bigsby, but I, it's kind of seemed like an Isaiah Spiller situation. So maybe stay it off is,
1: It's kind of wild. I still can't understand what happened with Isaiah Spiller. Um, all right. On to number seven. This one is kind of wild to me. I, I guess maybe. Uh, number seven, we have Saquon Barkley. Um, I have him at number three. Josh has him at number 10. You have him at number seven. I'll just say why I have him at three. Look, he's on a new, he's on his contract. He is one of the best running backs in the league. This offense is kind of bizarre, but he's still the main focal point. And as long as this coaching staff and offensive coordinator in, he is going to be the main focus. And we've seen him fight past battle lines. We've seen him be on terrible teams and carry them. And as long as they have Daniel Jones and that's who they're paying because they just gave him a new contract, I don't see why they're going to switch it up. There would be no reason to, in my opinion. I think they're going to stick with the Saquon Barkley show, and you've got him for three or four more years as one of the elites in the league.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I am. I'm shocked that I wasn't the lowest on him <laughs> on there. i have him at seven. Josh has him at ten on there. Uh, Saquon, man, it's more just being a year early on this dude rather than being a year late on him. I still think he's very valuable on your team. If you are contending, he's a great piece to have. But, you know, like you and I made a trade. I got Gibbs, you got Barkley. This year, it's playing out better for you. Future might be playing out better for me. That's why I made that trade, so... That's I have true. nothing against I mean, Saquon. I hate their line. I absolutely hate their line. There is no protection they, for Saquon at all.
1: They just can't help themselves but to have a bad line. I'm hoping in one of these years they finally, you know, realize that they're a running football team and, you know, pay some O linemen to help them, you know, run. That'd be nice. Um, they have been terrible at scouting. Evan Neal is like a complete bust so far. Um, yeah. That's d- been a total disaster. They took him out of the
0: top five draft picks. So, Maybe eventually it gets better. So far, it has not been that, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's my only problem with Barkley, man, is when you watch these games, it's a weird offense, but he's just running into a brick wall every time, and unless he bounces outside and gets that 19, 20-yard carry, then he's not doing much with those carries.
1: Yeah. All right, number eight, we have David Montgomery. We don't need to spend too much time on this because we kind of just did the inverse of this conversation. I have him at six. Everybody else has him, you know, 12. And or eleven and nine, it's not. It's just me thinking David Montgomery is going to be more important for the next two years than Jameer Gibbs, and then Josh and Joe just believe the opposite of that. They think it's going to be Jameer Gibbs for the next couple years, with David Montgomery being good but not as you know relevant. So both these guys, starters, no need to overthink it. Our number eight running back is David Montgomery.
0: Yeah. I just think Montgomery is gonna be more touchdown dependent and Gibbs is gonna be more consistent on putting up big numbers, but that's just me. That's fine. It's it's the Swift
1: Jamal Williams thing
0: all over again. <laughs> yes.
1: Except for Gibbs is better than Swift. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to rehash that. All right. Well, let's just move on to number nine because I know you're gonna need to talk about him. Number nine on our list is Kyron Williams. I have him at 13, Josh has him at 12, but Joe who believes in Sean McVay and running backs, has him at number
0: six. Joe, why do you love Kyron Williams? I love Kyron Williams because of what McVay has showed us that he admires about Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams is number two in carries per game this year. Uh, he's young, looked really good at Notre Dame. Comes out, is working really good in that offense. He's catching passes, he's scoring touchdowns. And, yeah, as soon as he came back, they cut Daryl Henderson. Royce Freeman gets, like, two carries a game. I just don't see them investing in a running back that early after having Kyron Williams perform like this. So, I think for the next two, three years, they're just going to keep riding Kyron Williams. I I get it. And, look, I'm the one that got duped by the
1: Cam Akers thing this season. I won't lie. It was me. I was the one that fell for it. Um, I just – don't trust Sean McVay in running backs. I just think he could easily bring in somebody this offseason through the draft or through free agency, mind you, and that person could end up playing a major role in this team. It just – it sucks because I do like Kyron Williams. I mean, I do have him at 13. That's not a complete throwaway. I just – it's me kind of hedging my bet against Sean McVay. Not as much as I don't like Kyron Williams because
0: I do, but I just don't trust that he's going to use him. Yeah, it's a valid point. I just, you know, we're we're in a year or year, we're in a decade where we're not seeing Belkow running backs, and he's about as close to a Belkow as you can get in this league. So, I feel comfortable with him on that. And uh, I, I am going to send us on a sidebar tangent here. Okay, you brought up you brought up free agents, and I meant to throw this in earlier, but just a it's list a of free agent running backs. We got Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. Tony Pollard, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Cordell Patterson, Gus Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, Edwards Hilaire, DeAndre Swift, Dante Foreman, Damian Harris, your Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Penny, A.J. Dillon, Jarek McKinnon, Antonio Gibson. I mean, we got Zach Moss on there, my guy Craig Reynolds on there. This list that we're putting on this top 10 could be completely different come June here. So, well, just let me ju- let me just say something,
1: Cam Akers, It's over. Like, please, for your body's yeah. sake, your body is literally screaming at you to stop playing football. Please, please listen to it, Cam Akers. I'm sorry, and I want you to keep playing too, but like, uh, the universe is talking, my guy. Like, we need need to settle down. It's it's over.
0: We'll so, just like, remember you as a great Florida State Seminole. How about that?
1: For sure, and it, he was. <laughs> perfectly good and we'll remember that injuries derailed what could have been a really great career nobody's gonna fault any of that none at all so just yeah yeah it's okay um all right let's get back to the list because we need to make fun of josh for a second at number 10 on our list is isaiah pacheco from the kansas city chiefs josh has him at seven i am at 12 and joe you have him at 15 joe can you explain why Isaiah Pacheco could be a seven back,
0: the number seven back on this list. I really like Pacheco. I think if he was on any other team, he would be number seven on here. I think that, you know, Edward Solaire and Jarek McKinnon are free agents next year. But my problem is with Isaiah Pacheco is, one, the shoulder is super concerning. It's the same shoulder he that kept him out last year after the Super Bowl that he had surgery on. Missed a ton of camp and then came back. So we don't even know if he's going to finish out this year. If he has surgery again, what does that look like for the future? Plus, pair him up with being a seventh round draft pick and them not having much invested in him. And Kansas City is complete unwillingness to invest in a skill position player. And I think you have a major problem. Um, Pacheco, he's probably never going to be, you know, the 20, 25 touch guy. He should be because his style of running could just absolutely wear down another team. But I think we're always going to see, you know, 70, 70 yards in a touchdown. I think that's kind of his ceiling as a player. I don't think we're going to see many multi-touchdown like we saw a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I just don't think that's the norm with Isaiah Pacheco. I love him. I completely agree, and I feel like and this is no
1: shade to Josh. I feel like he's just like Kansas City Chiefs player. Let me put him up there because this doesn't make any sense. He has Isaiah Pacheco ranked over Saquon Barkley, and I'm sorry. There's just no way – in the heart of hearts of josh hall that he believes that isaiah pacheco is going to be better than saquon barkley uh there's just no way i don't believe it and if you were telling somebody if somebody sent a trade out saquon barkley for isaiah pacheco there's no shot you're telling the person with saquon barkley take that because i just don't believe it i don't i'm sorry there's no way so i don't know i just like pacheco Um,
0: better as like my third running back on my team like but I'll flex him, I'll put him in my RB2 on a bye week or something. But there's guys lower on this list that I would rather have as my RB2 and then Pacheco's.
1: This is clear insanity, and I'm kind of glad Josh isn't here to take us on a 15 minute tangent about why he's up there. Uh moving on to number 11, we have Devon A chain. I uh, Josh has him at nine, I am at 15, you have him at 10. Um, I just it, – it's more a product of the offense. I know he's always going to be flashy, but I think there's going to be certain games where he has boom, you know, games where he just completely shows out. And I think there's other games where he may get five or six touches and they don't result in much. Um, this Tennessee game that just happened on Monday. I know you may be listening to this in January, but the Tennessee game that just happened um, – was kind of a scary thought because he could have been out there and probably should have been out there more towards the end of that game. And they just didn't. They put Mostert out there, which makes me think that Mike McDaniel, even when Mostert's gone, is going to go get somebody else to be in situations. So I just get nervous that he's more of just like a, a little gadget on the team rather than like an
0: actual running back that's going to get quite a few touches. That's my only concern. No, you're completely right. I mean, I think that. I mean, Raheem Moser, let's be honest, he's one year younger than us. or the same age as us. Which is nuts, by the way. Yeah. I I don't think he's got a whole lot left in there. So, yeah, they probably do bring a running back in or draft a running back. But I think he could have a David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs type role. Um, If he was in that, I mean, we could see him putting up monster games all the time, which we've already seen already. My only concern with him is he was hurt in the preseason got hurt in that second preseason game and missed the time. Then he hurt his knee, and then he came back, and then he got hurt again. So we'd have shoulder, knee, knee in one season. Is, is he too small to actually hold up? Because we know how explosive he is. I I want to believe, and I think he can if used correctly. I mean, if he was in a Shriek Cohen type of role where you just get him in space and let him work, I think that is awesome, especially with Tyreek Kill and Jalen Wild on the field because there will be a ton of room. But is he too small to play in the NFL? Um,
1: I don't because, like, I think these guys like Tank Dell, for example, who's who's short and also, I mean, he got injured too, mind you. But, like, I think that, you know, he's not too small. It's just he's not going to be able to take a, a hit from a linebacker too many times. It's just not going to happen. Or a D lineman. Can you imagine a D lineman Falling on top of Devon A. Chain like five and times, a, it just won't happen. Like it, it no way that's going to work. There's no way he's going to come out of that pile, come out from under that pile that many times. There's, I just don't believe it. So he is kind of a ticking time bomb, but he is a, a nice weapon. So he could, you know, prove himself. Um, all right, we'll get through some of these kind of quickly. Uh, number twelve, we have Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, we kind of talked about him a lot last year. I think that Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots offense actually is a really good fit. It's just this season, especially, they chose not to use him. Like, it, we, it took them until week, like, 9 or 10 to where they finally started utilizing Ramondre Stevenson, how we watched him play last year. And it was wild, Joe. Their offense suddenly started looking a lot better. It was weird. Um, so we can only hope that even though Bill Belichick might not be there next year so there's going to be a completely new regime, that they actually trust in Ramondre because I think that he is a good weapon that could be there for a couple more years.
0: No, absolutely. Ramondre Stevenson is awesome. He looks great. Every time he gets the ball in his hands, especially with his receiving prowess, it's really good. Uh, With Belichick leaving, we should see more usage of one or two running backs. Hopefully we can get away. I mean, it's been almost two decades of this nonsense of, you know, whatever running back we want to throw out there, we're going to throw out there. So love Ramondre Stevenson. Would feel very comfortable in making a trade to acquire him, especially while people are down. Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Number 13 on our list is Nick Chubb. Um, Full transparency, Joe and I did not rank him at all, and Josh did rank him at number eight. Um, I'm going to say this, try try to be as respectful as I can to Josh. Me and Joe don't know if he's going to be alive when the season starts next year. Like, I don't know if he's actually going to be playing, if his leg is going to be much more than a cybernetic limb on his body i don't know um so i in good conscience, could not rank him if this was a season long list like you know season long rankings probably would have ranked him because we'll know by then but like as far as dynasty goes i cannot in good faith in good conscience go tell anybody that they need to trade for him to be your number one running back on your team i don't think josh believes it either but he would never admit it because you know
0: how green shirt asshole is so joe you want to have,
1: you have a few words for Nick Chubb here?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Um, he's not worried. His doctor's not worried. Uh, I'm very worried. I like my running backs to have ligaments. We saw this with Todd Gurley, but when Nick Chubb was at Georgia, he tore his ACL, PCL, LCL, tore his hamstring and dislocated his knee. And then what happened a couple months ago? literally the exact same injury i just i mean that's six seven tears on the same knee and you know however many years i don't like it i don't trust that he'll be back even if he does come back i don't think we'll ever see him play like he did before he might have a role player role um but i don't ever think we're seeing him get 20 carries again that's over that's fair
1: okay moving on to number 14 uh josh jacobs I didn't even rank Josh Jacobs at all because I just don't I don't know about him, so I didn't want to put a rank on him. But Joe, you can talk about him.
0: Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's a very serviceable running back. He's shown that he can handle a workload, uh, whatever that was this last off season with um, Davis and everything. I don't I don't know what was going on there, but. I assume Josh Jacobs is either a Raider next year or he moves on to play somewhere else. And I think he'll have a lot of value because he is talented.
1: That's fair. And he is young. I maybe I overlooked. I'm I guess I'm thinking of Josh Jacobs as being much older than he actually is. Um, but I don't know. I just haven't really trusted Josh Jacobs. So I this is on me. He should be ranked. I'm I'm the one tripping on that one.
0: Um no, t- I, I had yeah. the same thing with Joe Mixon. I always thought Joe Mixon was like 28 years old. He was 24 because he came out when he was 15, apparently. So He did, yeah. He
1: got to school really young, like 17, and then had his whole incident. We'll just get past that. In the number 15 is Brian Robinson, who Joe didn't rank. Josh put him at 19, and I put him at 8 because, look, he please, is – Please
0: tell me. Please tell me. Really,
1: he, look, I mean, look at his usage this year. Look at what he's able to do in this offense. This is with Sam Howell, who is not good. We don't think he's good, at least. I think he is having some moments this year, and we did rank him pretty high and in, ish high in the Dynasty quarterback ranking. Um, but what, what he's able to do with his offense is really good to me, and I think that they're going to use him for years to come. I think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to get uh plenty of uh work going down the stretch every year and although they're going to have a new coach um i don't think that they're going to change offensive coordinators that seems hard to believe and i just think that he's going to be on this team for a while why why do you all hate him
0: i don't hate him i hate the way they use him brian robinson either goes off and gets you 25 30 points or gives you nothing and it's just such a roller coaster ride of a season that he's having this year that I mean Gibson's probably going to be gone next year. We'll see what happens with Chris Rodriguez or you know whatever else happens there, but I mean it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. Like this team should be using this guy way more than they are. Some games he gets 9 targets, some games he gets 0. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. So I don't like the roller coaster usage. I mean, I guess I guess I get what you're saying. I just
1: think that we are seeing the worst version of him this season. and I think we're seeing the that's, worst version of this offense this season.
0: That's a fair argument. Maybe I'm too low on him. I just – I've never been a big Brian Robinson guy, and I don't know. I
1: believe in being to me.
0: All right, on to number 16,
1: uh, who is Tony Pollard. I have him at 9. You have him at 12. Josh has him at 20. Is this a Eagles hate the Cowboys kind of thing, Joe, or are
0: are we off? Like, what 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 do you think it is? I mean, this is literally the range of outcomes that Tony Pollard could have. Uh, we've seen this year he's been a major bust until the last two, three weeks. He really hasn't done anything. So, I mean, he's on that one-year contract. He's going to be 27, 28 years old. I mean, it can go either way at this point. So I can understand the trepidation that Josh has to rank him highly. But I also think that we saw what Tony Pollard is capable of last year, and we're starting to see it again. I think they're remembering how to use him. And I mean, honestly, he should probably be the best, the top free agent running back this year on the market. So for sure. I mean, and I think the team that needs think, a running back is going to pay him.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget that, like, during the playoffs last season is when he fractured his leg that happened last th- technically 2023 in january is when that happened so and it, it is you know is a injury that you recover from within like 4 or 5 months i get all of that i'm not making trying to make too much out of it but like there could be just some residual fear about playing you know 100% maybe it's been just something nagging with him this whole time but I, I don't know. I just think this year we got a bad year of Tony Pollard, but I think that in the future we're going to get a better one. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's never going to be the number one get 25 carries a game kind of guy, maybe, but I don't know. I just don't think they have anybody else on
0: this roster that they're going to trust with that, you know? Yeah. No, I think you're completely right. I mean, plus the Cowboys season this year has been so weird. I mean, they're either blowing teams out or losing to Arizona. And you would assume when they're blowing people out, Tony Pollard would be the guy, but we haven't really seen it. So it's been a weird season. Um, things are finally starting to even out to what we expect to see. And maybe that injury could be playing into it. I didn't even think of that.
1: but That's true. And this is all going to get undone when they go pay Derrick Henry $20 million for one season and they don't use Tony Pollard at all. And they just let him go in free agency. I just I just know what's going to happen. Um, okay, well – for the rest of this list, we'll just kind of skip around because we didn't all rank all of these players. Um, so there's just a few that I wanted to touch on real quick. Um, one of them being Tajay Spears. I, you and Josh both didn't rank him. I ranked him at 16. My reasoning behind that is Derek Henry is not long for this uh, earth. I know he is a cyborg sent here from outer space, but eventually it's going to break down and he's not going to be on this team anymore, which could be as early as next season. We know how this team likes to use running backs. I think Tajay gets in there and gets busy right away. We've kind of seen it these last couple of weeks. I guess the Dolphins, I love TyJay Spears. I love everything about that and his usage. So, I don't know. I just think that going forward, he's going to be one of these guys that you're going to want on your team as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, and I probably should have ranked him. Um, not ranking him is probably a little bit low. I would just assume that if and when Derrick Henry leaves, they're not just going to turn over the keys to the car because no one can handle the workload that Derrick – Henry has handled. I think you know we're probably looking to split back backfield. That's the only reason I have him a little bit lower. That's fair. Is there anybody else you wanted to talk about? Um. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, James Cook and DeAndre Swift. Uh, we have James Cook at 17. I'm the only one that had him ranked. I had him ranked at 14. I just think that he does enough running and receiving that he's always going to be relevant. You're never going to see him get completely phased out of games. We know the Bills' offense is good, and that should not change, even though they've stumbled a little bit this year. So I really like James Cook. They're starting to rely on him more as of late. So I think they're starting to figure out how to use him a little bit better. And then uh just wanted to touch on DeAndre Swift. We have him, Billy you have him the highest at 14. I have him at 17. Josh has him at 18. With him being a free agent, if he goes anywhere but Philly, we could see him in a top 12 role easily, yeah. Um, so I think that we're just kind of baking the, if he stays in Philly or I don't know where he's going to go into that price tag, but we love DeAndre Swift. We love the price of it. Honestly, he's probably the best by low on this list right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're holding a lottery ticket essentially. Like you don't know what it's going to end up being, could end up being very good, can end up not meaning much, but I bet you're going to be able to pay a price for him this off season that is going to get you some value back and you're going to end up getting maybe an upgrade, especially if you're trading away some lower level pieces on your team to acquire him, which I do think that is kind of the range that you could probably snag him at.
0: Yeah. I mean, his problem, the, the first years of his career was always his health and now it's, they're just not using him. So you'll get a healthy Deandre Swift, which we all love. So that's that's really the um, only ones I wanted to bring up.
1: That's fair. I'll, just the other people we had on the list. Javante Williams was at eighteen. Josh just cannot give up on Javante Williams. It's just the way is the way of the road. Uh, Najee Harris is also still on this list. Josh has clearly not watched a game of the Steelers this season. They clearly do not are not going to want him for very very much longer. I don't think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're reading something differently when you're watching the games. But I just don't see Najee Harris being on this team for maybe a year or two more. I don't know. Um, and then we have Ken Walker at 22. I I don't really know why we have him so low. I, I guess because we're not sure he's been injured this season. So it's not really like it's been his fault, but I guess we're just not seeing the same explosiveness. We might be off on Ken Walker, Joe. Now that I'm like looking this list over again, we might be a little
0: off on him. We might be, but we, I mean, it's weird. They've been using him in the passing game randomly recently. out of nowhere. Uh, It's not something we've really seen of their usage from Kenneth Walker as of late, but that game, Charbonnet looked really freaking good, and you know Pete Carroll saw that. I just – I don't know. I like Kenneth Walker. I think we're looking at a a timeshare back, and you know he's going to have his good games. He's going to have his bad games. I don't think he's going to be that anchor running back that we thought when we originally drafted him.
1: For real. And I, I think that, honestly, like next year, I think he's going to be a nice, decent steal of the draft. Like you're going to get him in round eight or nine because everybody's going to be down on him. And for season long, you're going to end up getting a pretty nice wide receiver two flex person on your team at a very, very good price. Um yeah. And then the last one we had was Austin Eckler, who me and you ranked. Um, I don't think he's going to be on the Chargers next season, which I think is actually really good for him because I think Chargers are ass. Um, but I think whatever team he goes to next, you're going to get at least a year, maybe two more out of him that he's going to be useful. He is going to be in a timeshare. I don't, I don't have a doubt in my mind about that, but you know, if he ended up in Miami in Mostert's role or something like that, I would actually really like him quite a bit. So, I mean, that's why I ranked him. Josh
0: doesn't have him ranked because I think he's burned him too many times personally. Yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely has. I mean, Eckler in Kansas City, Minnesota. There's a bunch of really good landing spots for Austin Eckler. So I do like him. Uh, He's another guy you could probably pitch the age card on and try to get him for pretty cheap. Uh, I'm going to defend Josh a little bit here on the Javante Williams and the Najee Harris thing.
1: Javante Williams
0: is super talented. The Broncos season has been really weird. They're winning games. They're not scoring points. I don't think we've seen the best of Javante Williams yet um we're finally getting a healthy Javante Williams and I think that you know it wouldn't shock me if we were talking about Javante as a top 10 back again later in next year around this time and then Najee Harris my problem with Najee Harris is he is still on the Steelers this offense I thought getting rid of Canada was going to be a good thing they're kind of back to doing what they were doing before we know how talented Najee Harris is we know he's a really good receiving back They're giving that work to Jalen Warren, which is really pissing me off because Najee used to, you know, he was like five for 40 each game. He got you nine points in a PPR just on that. And we're just not seeing it this year. I would love, I mean, they could pretty much cut Najee Harris. I think dead caps like a mill this year and next year. So it really wouldn't put too much of a damper if they cut Najee Harris. If he goes to another team, he would be higher for me.
1: Yeah, if he was on, like, Buffalo, for example, I would, yes. would really like Najee Harris in that, in that situation with Josh Allen. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, that wraps up our top dynasty running backs for this week. Um, the draft is coming. There's not really a Bijan Robinson this year. There's no first-round running backs unless somebody completely blows away the combine. Um, there is no first-round running backs. So if you do are holding one of those top picks, and you need a running back um, the guys that we just listed are maybe some guys that you need to be after with those picks as much as if you need a wide receiver it's a whole different story because if, if you need a wide receiver this is a hell of a draft if you need a running back i would suggest maybe looking elsewhere and and you know the top half of this episode rather than waiting because i i don't know there's a lot of if ands and buts about this running back class, so I think you may be, uh, maybe out of luck if you were holding on to one of those top picks
0: for a running back this season. You are absolutely right, man. I like talking running backs, just for like wide sure. receivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I started out this episode saying
1: you, you hate running backs, and here we are 49 minutes in, and you actually do kind of like running backs, so that's yeah. good to see. They're fun. so okay. Follow us on Twitter or X, my bad, at offensive points. At O.P. Joe with two E's. Me, at Ombre Vendor. Um, Go use the promo code POSSUM on idpguys.org for 50% off the in-season subscription. Get those playoff victories. Congratulations to everyone out there who made your fantasy playoffs. If you're still playing regular season games, you're doing the game wrong. That's just me talking, sorry. Um, but if you're... Uh, still doing, or if you're in your fantasy playoffs, congratulations. I'm happy to hear for everyone. So with that being said, we still got tight ends to go and then we're going to kind of get into some kind of just fun stuff that we like to do in the off season to kind of get the, uh, the wheels turning as far as next season goes, not to mention rookies are, we might as well just be, be in draft season as fast
0: as that's coming at us. So all that being said, Joe, get us out of here. Guys, if you need help, on the start sits we're not doing him anymore because we got you to the playoffs what more do you want from us sunday morning 10 o'clock idp guys is the live stream ask whatever question you want in there come join us have a blast good night <laughs>